his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. All right. BMS and Beamer back with you on a sunny Monday here on WBEN. How's everybody doing out there? Great to have you with us on, uh, you know, it should be a kickoff to a nice week. I couldn't believe this, you know, when I'm uh, talking to my wife last night that we're just uh, under two weeks away from Christmas. That's right. She's like, you know, hey, we got to get going on these Christmas gifts and everything. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And she goes, like, no, it's (laughs) you got like two weeks. That's right. Here. And then uh, you got to get going. Ten days until you start shopping. And <laughs> so I said, uh, okay, <laughs> I guess uh, I guess we do. Uh, already in uh, mid-December, it doesn't feel like it outside. Though. It it doesn't. I don't know what it is about this year. It does not feel, and you know me, I love Christmas. I mean, I've been in Christmas mode since September 25th. Um, but, you know, uh, I don't know. It does not feel like it's 12 days away. No, I mean, when it's sunny, 60, I mean, I was walking outside in a t-shirt Saturday morning before the wind started. Yes. We were at 60 yep. degrees. It was over 60 degrees. Yeah. It was beautiful out. I didn't on, have to bundle and leave the gym. Yeah, no, it was yeah. uh, it was tremendous. Uh, and then it turned a little sideways with a lot of the wind. But at least so. it's warm here in the Odyssey studios. Uh, you know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I guess. Um, Did you have any uh, bad wind damage? No. Um, I saw, as I said, the Russell sign on transit, which you can find at the Joe Beamer on Twitter. Um, It took a little damage from the wind. Uh, Surprised it's actually still running right now. Uh, What is it, just ussels now? No, the sign's literally at at a tilt. Like, it it blew the sign to a tilt. Maybe that was just a stylistic change. It tilted a they little bit. They just decided bit. to do it on Saturday. Look a little fancy. Yeah, <laughs> the Leaning Tower of yeah. Russell's. Something like that. Uh, but beside that, uh, everything was great. I still now have all my balcony stuff in our living room, so that's uh, that's my afternoon project. You took down everything. I took everything. I didn't want my lights you know, on Main Street, so I'll just rewrap everything today. I think your lights would have been fine. Yeah, I may, <laughs> I may have overdid it, but if I left them and they weren't, like, it took two seconds, you know what I mean? I guess so. I uh, I took the flag in, like you said. Um, Did you leave one out? No. Okay. I didn't. I was afraid of it getting ripped off the uh, yeah. flagpole. So I took your advice there, and I think everything else was pretty much fine. Except for this one big trash tote that we have in the back. It was blown across. I mean, just kind of slid across the deck and slammed into the railing in the back. And you heard it, like, kind of bang. I'm like, what is that? You walk out the back door. 
Did, did you move this trap? Like, wow, the wind carried this and uh, slid it all the way across the deck. That was pretty impressive. That is impressive. Uh, I haven't seen anything like that before. And there was a chimney that went down in my neighborhood. That's the most spectacular story I heard, yes. I, that's not something. And, you know, I it does say a little bit more about the chimney than it does anything about the wind, I think, um, and the condition that it was in beforehand. But still, when a chimney falls down. Yes. Right? Um, that's that'll tell you it's a pretty significant windstorm. That was. I mean, at times, you know, as you said, Brian, the wind this morning, you know, you turn on Channel 7 at 5 o'clock, and the wind this morning was, you know, kind of moving their camera around. If it wasn't for Saturday, people would have been, oh, my gosh, the, I don't yeah. know if I can go outside this morning. So windy today. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it seemed like that. But uh, you can let us know. you have any damage? you have any wind thoughts? 803-0930 throughout the morning uh, and on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, 803-0930. Joe, I uh, was listening to this uh, Linda Carr, who uh, we spoke with yesterday who lives along the Lake Erie shoreline. And, I mean, I it's really unbelievable to see the photo of her home that was damaged in the wind on Saturday. You can do so at WBEN.com and at WBEN on Twitter. I, it's something that – it reminds me of the end scene of Mars Attacks, right, where they're all uh, – they're in their rooms and stuff, but the whole, like, wall, the outside of the building's gone, so you can see everybody, like, sitting around watching TV in their rooms, but there's no exterior wall because it was all destroyed. Right. It's almost what our home looks like. That's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable that a home could be damaged in this way where it just – it looks like somebody just cut out an exterior wall. And now you just have this window into the home that they were living in. That's what, it, it, yeah. I mean, I'm looking right into her kitchen from the outside. <laughs> I'm standing in her yard looking at the kitchen. I've never seen it. It's impossible to think that something like that can actually happen. I've never seen something like this in in Western New York. You see something stuff like this, you know, after hurricanes, mm-hmm. after that. I've never seen a storm do this kind of damage to someone's house. Where, as you said, Brian, it's like they ripped off the first yeah. layer of the house but to you give look, you a look into it. You look at that. The couch is there. The TV's still hanging. Yeah, nice fireplace. It looks like everything inside almost looks immaculate. Yeah. It's just the wall was ripped off. Yep. Yeah. Here's uh, Linda Carr in her own words. We used to get storms maybe once every 10, 15 years. Now we're getting them every year. Last November 15th was the storm where I lost the back of my home uh, and the brake wall. And the year before was the Halloween storm that was uh, declared a natural disaster. So we're having problems here with the lake. Yeah, um, happening to her house a lot might need to be demolished and, you know, to nobody's surprise, right? Yeah. She said she's lived there for 28 years and now she's gone and uh, moving and this uh, won't happen again. And... You know, you look at this image, and I would say, obviously, yes, I would be gone too, right? Yeah, I, I mean, would, yeah. You look at that, the wind rips off your house. You live on the shore of Lake Erie. You're at the brunt of not just the wind, but also the water that we saw splashing on to Route 5. It doesn't surprise me that somebody would say, all right, no, that's it. I need to live somewhere else. I'm surprised it actually took this long. Three events in three yeah. years yeah. to have this uh, happen. But I'm wondering, and this is what I want to hear from people. She obviously, this place meant a lot to her. She was there 28 years in the same place. She said, now enough is enough. What would make anybody else say enough is enough? Right? What would make you say, 
I can't live here anymore. Yeah. After a natural disaster, or maybe just something goes wrong with your house. Maybe it's that chimney falling down around the corner from me in the windstorm. What would make you say, I can't live here anymore? I can't live in this house anymore. Yeah. And I think it's a it's a different type of question uh, depending on what stage of living you're in, right? So I I would – I'm the type of person, Joe, I would never be on this house along Route 5 uh, right next to Lake Erie because I would never live alongside water. I, I You know, I, I understand the allure of a lakeside home. I love the lake house vacation homes, you know, to uh, go and – hang out there as long as right? you don't own it yeah. yes <laughs> but i would never own it I, right. I would be too scared of flooding all the time and that is not just lake erie i i wouldn't own a home next to ellicott creek you know i i'm driving home on saturday along um oh man and now i'm forgetting yeah it was along ellicott creek right before the canal and we're looking out the uh, door and I'm like wow i mean this water is very very high I would hate to live right around here. I, you know, I'd be worried that that's going to seep into your basement or something like that, or even wash on shore, and then you have whatever else to deal with. I, I'm so leery of that. You know, any any flood zone, I, I would just never live in that area by choice. That's, I mean, that's just me. Well, no, but you see, you're a thinking person, unlike me, because I look. Uh, you know, I drive on Grand Island, all those beautiful homes right on the water. As you said, Ellicott Creek, you go down the street right on the water. You cross the street, you've got some water there. I, I love the idea of living on a lake, on the ocean. Uh, but I don't think of the things, maybe it's because I have never owned a home. Um, I don't think of, oh, yeah, if it gets a little flooding, that's in my basement. <laughs> or, mm-hmm. you know, the worst storms happen Along the shoreline. These are things I don't think of um, now seeing this and listening uh, to what you said. Yeah, it looks great. And I, I, I've, like I said, I've always loved the idea of looking out my window and there being a body of water. But you're taking a risk. And as you heard from Linda, three years in a row, that risk has happened to her beloved home where now she is uh, she's leaving. 803-0930. What would it take for you to move? Let us know. Give us a call on WBEN or send us a text center, Volkswagen Vortex Park text board. I, I See, now, I, I will say maybe it would change. Um, if I had the money to buy a lakefront home, you know, maybe I wouldn't be as concerned. Maybe, <laughs> right? have, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe that wouldn't be as concerning to me. I'm not sure. Um, and somebody is chiming in. We've lived on Elk Creek for 64 years. We don't have flooding problems. I And that's great. I hope you never do. Right. I think I've just, uh, maybe because I've experienced and gone to these areas, whether it's uh, out by Lockport or uh, West Seneca, where there's so much flooding uh, year after year, ice jams and things to that nature, I'm always very leery of that. So I don't think I would move into a place like that. That would be a deal breaker for me. I do think it's different, though, Joe, if you're already there. Right, because if you're already there, and this is why I think it's a little bit different, where from an outsider's perspective, you look at this photo of Linda Carr's home, and the whole wall is ripped off. I mean, ripped clean off because of the wind that you experience from being right on uh, Lake Erie. It would be easy for me to say, well, yeah, you're going to move. You're out of there. (laughs) But if you actually live there, you should live there for 28 years. Yeah, it's not that easy. It's hard to 
you know, want to move. If you like where you live, you like your community, you like your town, your home especially, you've done a lot of work to it or something like that, it would take a lot for me to say I the hassles of whatever it is that's around here is it's so much I need to move out, which is also a hassle. Which is a hassle of it in and of itself. Yeah. You know, I need to find a new home. I need to uh, stake a, a place somewhere else, move everything that I have, and get out of here. I. What would be that for you? Would it be flooding? Would it be maybe it's like a bad neighbor? If you have the same consistent problem year in, year out, and you know it's not going away, I. what would cause you, what would be like the final straw for you to get out? You know, you, you mentioned, I never even thought of, what about neighbors around you if, uh, you know, someone moves in? And I, I would say for me, you know, looking at the storms and looking at the storms that we see, sometimes you look in the Midwest, Brian, these tornadoes, it's almost every year. You have to go through that threat of some kind of storm. I, But I don't know, and again, maybe this is because I don't own a home. I don't know what it would be constantly happening that I would, because moving is just such a pain in the you-know-what I don't know what it would be that would finally push me over the limit. You know, growing up, my, my parents' house, when they first moved in, had a lot of issues, right? We had flooding. We had electrical problems. They stayed in that home. I don't know what it would be. I mean, what Linda went through definitely would make me consider, especially when, you know, I walk in my kitchen and I can see fresh outside. Um, I don't know what it would be, though, that would finally push me over the limit, something like this, definitely if it happened year after year. And that's why I think of the Midwest, you know, Oklahoma, uh, tornadoes. So here's the thing with that, Joe, is, you know, we think of it as, all right, you know, it's the same areas getting hammered year after. But it really isn't. No, we, yeah. You know, we, we kind of like lump the Midwest as if it's all one small town, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, like the five states wide. <laughs> right. But I, I mean, it isn't. You're like you're not getting a tornado in your community every year, right? That's true. I mean, there That's is the, the threat, right? You do live right. in that area where it's always going to be this idea, but it's not happening and hitting your town right. over and over, most likely. And you know, hopefully, you maybe never even experience one in your life. So that I think we all kind of look at that up here where we don't deal with that weather and say, well, why would people ever live there? I think it's probably a different reality if you live down there. And I think that's very different than maybe people who live in a flood area or a place that gets hit by a hurricane um, every now and then. That's another one for me that I would shy away from. But one of those places, as you mentioned, that, yes, may have only been hit once, but like you said, that threat is almost there every year. You're in some kind of danger. Is once enough. Exactly. Do you want to live in that fear of every time there's a warning, this may happen again. I might be in that danger again. The same goes for hurricanes. Hurricanes don't hit the exact same t- place every time, but you're always in that danger of having a hurricane-sustained winds. I mean, we, look at look at the Carolina coast. Hasn't been hit by a hurricane in a long time, but they're always yeah. in that danger. That's true. That's true. I think it would be for me if I'm, you know, forced out. I would have to be like Linda. It would have to be something that, all right, it's happening again. It happened again. Yeah. And now it it happened severely a number of times, and it could happen again in, in the near future. I think it would have to happen maybe more than once for me to say, okay. We're out of here. And when it comes to damage, is it to the point where you have to rebuild that finally pushes you over? 
Or would it be maybe the house is still intact, but again, that same damage happened? Which one would, would one outweigh the other? I, I mean, a lot of it, though, too, is, Joe, you rebuild and you're like, hey, you know, we rebuilt something even nicer than what we had here in the yeah, first place. Now I want to stay. You right. know, now it's even better. And we have a, a bigger uh, break wall or something like that to uh, exactly. protect us. And you kind of get that in your mind. Well, all right. You know, we're, we're going to stay around. Uh, one for me is our uh, where we live. And this is one my wife brings up all the time is our is our neighbors. And what would happen if we didn't like our neighbors because we share a driveway yeah which if you don't get along with your neighbors i that could be a big situation that could be a all right i'm out of here type deal right um you know it's not a problem for us but we always think like well what would happen if they ever moved you know what uh, what would that mean you know would we move uh too um would we want to deal with any of this stuff i you know i that's a great point it it's something that might go through. And, and where is that line? What would cause you to finally say, throw your hands up and say, I, I can't do it anymore? Because there is a difference between just having a neighbor and having a neighbor that you have to see regularly because you share a driveway. You guys could be walking out to your car at the same time. You know, it, it's not some people it's easy to, to avoid your neighbor in your situation, Brian. It's not. What if it did become a contentious issue? Like, hey, you know, I go to work at four in the morning and uh, someone didn't pull all the way through the driveway. <laughs> the driveway. Yeah. I, and I mean, it's something different for everyone. For some people, it's a natural disaster. For some people, it's a, you know, policy or, you know, somebody texting in, which I don't. You know, listen, I don't have uh, verification. I'm not tracking you on our text board, so I'm uh, taking your word for it, saying I live in Oklahoma, um, and I would uh, rather live here with the threat of storms than under New York State taxes well, and politicians. And I will vouch for this person. They do live in Oklahoma. Okay, well, there you go. I'm, But it's something different for everybody. Debbie is on WBEN. Debbie, what is it for you? What would it take to get you to go out of your house? I'm just thinking uh, your, your caller she, I'm sure, I know we all know it's beautiful on the lake, but um, if she had kids or grandkids and they were sitting there, I think it would take me like if I loved my home and I lived alone and had no family or friends that would visit, I wouldn't move out on the on the first problem. I definitely would be out by the second problem. I wouldn't stay for the third. But if she's like me or someone like me, I have kids and I have grandkids. God forbid if after the first disaster, I, I would be gone because I would be afraid if it was in the case of the weather damaging the home what if one of your grandchildren were close by and became injured or one of your children so i think after the first disaster if i which i do have have family or close friends nearby i would move if it was just me and i didn't have company and i loved my home i wouldn't move after the first problem but i would definitely move after the second right because after the first anytime you hear of a storm anytime there's that threat you're going to have that constant fear. And as you said, Debbie, what about my kids? What about my grandkids? Are they in the right place of the house? What if they're in the wrong spot of the house uh, when the storm hits? It's a fear you always have. That's what I was saying, like in Oklahoma, that fear is always there. Yes. Uh, then another uh, on, on the topic, of, and that's the weather issue of it, the, the neighbor issue, if you have a neighbor, which I do, and you live in, a, in close areas like in the city in Wheatfield or in Niagara Falls, and you have a neighbor that's constantly – to excess feeding the squirrels, the rodents, the pigeons, putting uh, winter feed, bird seed, and other things out there that's attracting not only the birds but every other critter in the neighborhood. That can also be an issue. And if that's not addressed, if it continues, that can also 
be an issue that a person would consider moving. Yeah. Which Debbie, is at point right now myself. Uh, you buy Ooh. a BB gun yet? <laughs> I've asked them. I called up City Hall and said, you can't shoot BB guns in Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> that was your first mistake. <laughs> hey, Debbie, thanks for the call. Um, I, and, you know, on the weather thing, I, I do think it is different depending on where you live right now. You know, somebody chiming in, on, you know, people in the south and people who live in the tornado and hurricane-prone areas uh, don't fear uh, them like people up here would. and But, you know, vice versa, people in the South wouldn't, you know, they look at us when we get a snowstorm that we don't really think twice about. Right. And go, oh, how do you live there? You know, I would move, uh, you know, in, in a second. I think the answer is it's kind of flipped on uh, both those areas, right? Where I look at a hurricane and say, I would never. They look at a snowstorm and say the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, to each of us, it's kind of our way of life. Yeah, it's, it's, something, it's something you're used to, but... I'm with Debbie. After that first storm did damage to my house, I, the risk, just the risk and the threat of that happening again, it would be very tough to move back in, uh, especially if it was a place that, like on the water, that usually got um, the brunt of those storms. 803-0930, what would it take for you to move out of your house? Anyone else have that rodent issue? That is something I hadn't thought of, a, a neighbor attracting rodents with food uh, that they leave outside. I'd like to hear more of that as well. 803-0930. It's BMAZ and Beamer. And hey, when we come back, we may have a contest here on WBEN. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Hey, before we uh, get back to everything, just want to say congratulations to the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Which I know everyone was watching the Grey Cup last night, and they beat Hamilton in overtime. Jeez. <laughs> Can't go a show. Can't go a show. <laughs> Thought you're bringing up something uh, nobody's ever heard of before. Also, uh, happy birthday to Taylor Swift. She turns 32 today. All right. Um. <laughs> no, you know, you know who the Hamilton Ticats? They're the the overnight guy at the Speedway on Sweet Home in Maple is a Hamilton Ticats fan. So tough loss last night uh, to Winnipeg in overtime. There you go. That's our one. He's not even listening. We have one non-listener who cared about that game, and so he's getting a shout-out today. Uh, we're talking about this morning. You know, we uh, spoke with 
uh, the other day, Linda Carr, who's home. If you have not seen the photo, check it out, WBEN.com. I mean, it is <laughs> it's something else. Uh, home damage, to say the least. I mean, the face was ripped off of her home, the entire exterior wall gone. You could see right into it. I mean, it's like you're building a model home that you see every room that's, uh, yeah, that's right. you know, into it, and the, the wall is completely gone. She said she's had enough, she's done, she's not going to live in that house anymore after a few straight years of problems living on the Lake Erie shoreline. Uh, she's lived there for 28 years. What would it take, right? What would it take for you to move? You've lived somewhere for uh, such a long time. What would it take for you to say, all right, I've had enough. I'm out of here. It was the uh, wind storm uh, this Sunday for Linda Carr. What would it be for you? Hey, maybe you're uh, in the same position as Linda. Maybe the the wind brought um, on some flooding or uh, did some damage to your home, and you say enough is enough. Uh, maybe it's something else. Uh, and how did you react or, or get by this past weekend. Let's know. 803-0930. We're taking your calls here on WBEN, and uh, you can text in 803-0930 on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Uh, someone uh, chiming in saying, used to live in Oklahoma, so we were talking about tornadoes as one of these uh, things. Uh, weather in uh, Oklahoma, a thousand percent better. Oh, I almost short sold you there. A thousand percent better than Western New York, you say? Yes, yes. I... See, I think Western New York, and I've, only, I've obviously only lived here, I think Western New York has the best of all four seasons. I think we have the best summer, the best winter, the best fall, the best spring. You know, I mean, yes, we get the windstorm we have, we get some bad snowstorms, but you get, the, you get a taste of every season. Yeah, I, a taste of fall and spring. Like, yeah, I may have oversold yeah, spring and fall. That week, those two weeks <laughs> of spring and fall. Every single year. Oh, but I think it is a lot of, you know, when we do talk about the natural disaster aspect of it, yeah. I do think a lot of it is your local bias, right? The, the bias to where you, uh, you've grown up or, uh, you know, where you've lived. Because I, I can't think of living in an area where you have to worry about a tornado or right. Um, right, a devastating tornado or a hurricane you see all the damage that it does and it's not just the damage of the storm that comes through uh, but all the water that's left by and what that does to your home over a long period of time and you know just being over in new orleans uh, the other week where they're still getting past yet another storm there's still homes and businesses everywhere blue tarps over the roofs uh, you know they're trying to get the supplies really right to um to be able to get by, I I can't imagine living there. But then again, I think uh, people can't imagine uh, people who live down there can't imagine living up here with the snow. No, yeah. that we get. But everyone kind of deals with it. So natural disaster aside, what would cause you to move? I, for me here, you know, it's the snow doesn't bother me that much and you make that decision right when learning or when uh, deciding where to live like for me I, I would never buy a home in the south towns right i like the snow i can deal with it but i know south of buffalo it's a different snow than what you get north of buffalo so i'm not moving down in the south towns because i don't feel like you know 
snow blowing three feet of snow multiple times every single winter. I mean, I know the snow that you get down there. So I'm going to make that decision just to not live there. And so you, you'll never find me saying, you know, oh, I, you know, I, I need to move. I'm so sick of the snow because you kind of know that beforehand. Uh, but it is a different animal in the South Towns I, are, with the snow. Are there surprises? Like, uh, are there flooding issues where you live where you maybe weren't expecting it? Um, you know, maybe there's some sort of other issue that you weren't expecting. It could be a neighbor. It could be, um, you know, something else. It could be you're getting tree branches or that your power goes out every single time there's a storm. And that's the last straw for you. Debbie brought up the rodent issue, and that is another thing that, Brian, that really could drive me out uh, of a residence. You know, I think back to uh, when I was in high school, maybe even a little before that, when they totally redid the intersection of Kensington, uh, Harlem, and Worley. And uh, there were, you know, from these buildings that had been sitting vacant for 30, 40 years, there was a rodent issue, and you would walk down the street and there'd be a rat crossing the street. I'll tell you, if that was something that wasn't just a temporary thing and or if it was Debbie's situation where a neighbor was pretty much tempting those uh, rodents to be there, that might be something that would get me out of a house. I am like Frank Costanza. I am no fan of infestation. And if it became a constant issue where I lived, that would probably drive me out of a house. Yeah. I'm uh, thinking about just power. I mean, that's a less serious situation than rodents. But if you live in an area, you know, how many times were you asked over the last day or so, oh, did you lose power? Did you keep power on Saturday? And I'm always like, yeah, you know, we have power throughout, and we never really uh, have to worry. The only time the power's ever gone out is because of, like, heat. You know, it's only ever gone out in the summer um, for us, and and it's very rare. We usually keep power just fine through any big windstorm that we have. Um, And I was thinking about that. Would that be... A cause for you to move if you were in and a lot of people are in the situation where constantly every storm that you get you are one of these places getting hit with power outage power outage it's always happening at your home to the point where you know there's a storm you you're firing up the generator you have to do whatever because you know that your power is going to go out I that might be annoying to you and you might be thinking ah uh, let's go somewhere else. Those are my in-laws. Every big storm, you can just say they're going to lose power. Saturday, it wasn't an hour into the heaviest part of the windstorm. Mm-hmm. I think it was before 4 o'clock. They called, oh, our power's out. You know, the storm that Linda talked about in 2019, that Halloween storm, their power went out. The storm last year, their their power, anything that is is a slight storm, you know, it's the red on the map, their power goes out. That would be an issue because... Like you said, now you have to prepare yourself. Do you get a generator? Do you just deal with being out of power for eight, nine hours? You know, the it, and you can go even deeper into that. Okay, if I'm always out of power, what if one last, you know, 12, 15 hours? Now I'm worried about the food in my refrigerator. Now I'm worried about this and that. If that's a constant issue that doesn't seem like it's getting fixed, I, I think that could definitely drive someone out of their house. I... Um, I- I think that would be one of the things for me. If I was living in a place constantly, you were without power all the time, all the time, all the time. It might go into my head. Like to the <laughs> point where you know it's coming. Yeah. You know? That's something I don't want to know. You know, I, I don't want it to be so predictable that if I see a storm's coming, ah, I guess I'm without power. Yeah. Um, somebody's uh, chiming in on our Volkswagen Works Park text board. Uh, someone said the condition of the roads 
by where you live. A zigzag pattern we have to drive to avoid potholes. I think one. that's uh, you know that's a very annoying. I think that's probably one that I would end up living with. You know, if I live somewhere and that was an issue all the time. Uh, it probably doesn't drive me to move. It's super annoying. Though. I can see someone being annoyed, but I it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't drive me. I had to deal with awful potholes when I went to college for four years. So, <laughs> you know, living on mm-hmm. campus. So. I uh, somebody else saying uh, my mother lost power in Alden. Has a whole house generator worked great for her? Wow. I, that would have to be though something that you know moving in, right? All right, uh, this home has a whole home generator. Why? Because. If there's ever weather, you're going to lose power. Right. I mean, that has to be annoying. Or you're, if there's ever, if you ever do lose power, it probably, depending on where in Alden, takes a while for crews to come out and actually address your power outage. That could also be, you know, these these places, these houses in the middle of nowhere. It might take longer for your for that to be addressed. Um, if you're out, if you're not in a town, if you're you know out where you have no neighbors, that might be a while before someone actually comes and. Uh, addresses your power situation. And that would probably happen year after year, too, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, I'm not only am I without power, but here, again and again, I know I'm going to be without power for two days. Yeah. Plus. <laughs> Getting that whole house which, generator. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Good luck. You know, I was thinking about this. Uh, Luport High School today was remote. The high school doesn't have power. So, oh, remote learning today. Well, if the high school doesn't have power, right. how many of your students have power? Yeah. You know, good luck doing that. And if you work from home or if you're uh, doing something like that, that becomes more of an issue now than it ever has been in the past. That's right. You, you can get away to work or something like that uh, if you had power now. I don't know. Maybe uh, not so much. Someone else chiming in, uh, they took a perfectly nice park where we took the kids to play when they were little, turned it into a dog park, dogs barking at 6 a.m. <laughs> in the summer, and uh, the smells of an 80-degree humid, humid day, the whole neighborhood reeks. Well, I would say, one, if you're taking your dog to the dog park and you're not picking up after him. Yeah. That's on you. And that's well. That's we got to start cracking down on that. Yeah. Those fines, all uh, right, for not picking up after your dog at the dog park. I, I like a good dog park. I, you know, that's just uh, myself. But I like a good dog park. I can see where that might be an issue in the middle of a neighborhood, right? Especially during the week at six a.m. Like this person said, that would bother me. I think of a day when I'm, you know, off of work and I want to sleep in, and I hear a dog barking, mostly mine, uh, at six a.m. I, I can see we're in a neighborhood that would be an issue. Yeah, so most dog parks, I think the only I've only ever been to dog parks that are away from right. homes. Yeah, there's like space for the dog. Yeah, you don't really uh, see them in that place. Um, someone else uh, chiming in about the whole home generator that you can install them, put them in several years ago. Works on natural gas, you know, kicks on right away. I mean, listen, it, it, you'd probably need to be that. I just, I don't think I would, you know, this is again like the proactive, I mean, it limits where you're able to go, but I don't want to live on or near water. I don't want to live in an area where I need a whole home generator, right? Yep. Where if I'm moving in, everyone says, yeah, here's the generator for when the power goes out, it happens frequently. And I'm like, yeah, maybe not, not for me. Makes me think, Brian. You know, talking about where you would move, what would what would force you to leave your house? Think of you know a lot of our listeners live out out in the middle of nowhere. Some people would say, would you ever live that far out, that far removed from a town? I don't want you know, like where you can't see your neighbors from your front yard. Yeah, I definitely would. You would, <laughs> yes, as long as the power was not an issue. As long as the power wasn't an issue, which might be an issue to have that not right. be an issue when you're uh, kind of living out there. But I, yes, I absolutely would. Uh, not, 
I feel like when you're, uh, you'd have to either work from home or be retired. I, I don't want a long commute. Yeah, see? Yeah. But uh, once you don't have to worry about that anymore, absolutely uh, get, you know, a little space. But just not south of the city. Well, that's the problem. A lot of those are south <laughs> right. of the city. You're talking about uh, some big uh, snow uh, country, and you're going to have to get some snow-moving materials if you're out in that area. I think it would be cool. I, I don't think I could do it, but I've always like thought it would be cool to like be on a farm, you know, do a real man job, and then I you know, think of myself like I, I, cu- I couldn't do that. I wouldn't last a day. <laughs> <laughs> I would think that too. <laughs> I would love to see. That's a great um, – Actually, that, that bit's been done before, but you know, I, I would still like to see you do it. Yeah, send Joe to a farm for yeah. a day. J- no, not for a day. For you know, we'll try you really into it. You're trying to get me out of here. Three months, just <laughs> farm. You know, you're going to experience the work. Where's Joe been? Oh, he's doing a project. He's on the farm. He's on the farm. We're going to come back with the whole mini series, and uh, Joe's going to come back hardened. That's right. <laughs> it's going to be a whole new Joe. That's a that's a new podcast series on the Odyssey app. Joe on the farm. Joe on the farm. <laughs> I'd like it. I would subscribe. I'm just saying. Uh, I would like, like you to, do, to put out there. I would like to do it for a day. You know, my dad grew up on a farm. Uh, I could probably get some tips from him. I'd like to. I can picture your dad on the farm. Yeah. Yeah. No, easily. <laughs> right. Yeah. I would. I would like to do a day on the farm. I think it would be a, a, a good, a good, uh, some good radio. Right. We could uh, record some bits and uh, see see how long I last before someone said, "Get out of here." Yeah. I mean, I, I think you need longer than a day. I don't think a day is going to cut it to get the real experience. A day is just, you know, I don't know. Not too much. Uh, on our Volkswagen Vorch Park text board, the annoying neighbor one. Bring, I, I think this is a case for a lot of people. This has a, lo- a lot of people. I've known uh, several people who have moved because of a neighbor, which I, that's got to be a terrible feeling, too. You like your neighborhood. You like your home. And it's just a person. Yeah. Um, you know, dictates Ooh. where you're going to go. Th- that's a terrible feeling. But uh, this person said, we were seriously thinking of moving, but out of nowhere they moved. And now it's so peaceful. I, it's like a stalemate. Who's going to get out of here first? I kind of want to hear from the from the person that moved out. Was it them that forced them to move out? <laughs> right? uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. Uh, somebody else saying, I never live in the city again because of street parking. Yes. Uh, there's one too, but is that again? That's something that I would never move into the city, right? Because of street parking. You know, I if I'm thinking, hey, all right, I'm gonna move here, and you're gonna have to find somewhere to park nearby your house on the street. I'm immediately thinking, yeah, it's not gonna not gonna work. I'm, I, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. When I lived in the city off of Parkside, I had to set my alarm. Um, so I would get up and move my car across the street for two reasons. So I wouldn't get a ticket, and I'd be one of the first ones to do it and not have to battle with the other neighbors to get a good spot on the other side of the street when the side of the street switched at midnight. But, yeah, I would, n- I would not want to ever do that again. That was, that was a, a funny thing in college, you know. Hey, how many parking tickets can I get this week? Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to grow up at yeah. 33. It would not be for me. That's, it's just one of those kind of uh, deal breakers, you know. Yeah. I, I want a parking spot included with my house. <laughs> that's you yeah. know where I live. That's just uh, that's just me. I don't want to ever think about that when driving home. You know, of all the traffic, all the other stuff, the stress of the day, and then on top of all that, you're thinking, um, yeah, where am I going to park 
today but when I get back. You don't like walking a half mile to your house? No. I, that's just not <laughs> not what you want, especially in the winter. Right. I mean, man, that is not what you want to deal with at all. Walking down the street just to start your car? Yeah. But, <laughs> I, I mean, listen, none, uh, none of this is quite as bad as uh, what Linda had to no. go through in that photo. I, I'm still just stunned when I saw it. And you know the wind is bad? It's tough to really quantify 70-mile-an-hour gusts. Especially when you're on the brunt of it. That picture illustrates it pretty well. I, it's unbelievable how that can happen to a home where the uh, wall is just completely ripped off. And, you know, even more unbelievable is it almost looks like the inside is untouched. That's what I was going to say, It's like they vacuumed before the picture was taken. Since, yeah, since you, pointed it at, since you pointed it out. I mean, everything else is in great condition. The fireplace, the TV, the kitchen. It looks like you could walk in the kitchen and start baking. It really does. Yeah. If I knew how to bake. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Might want to turn the power back on, too. That would be the first thing you have to do. But, but the way the house looks, I wouldn't want that power to be on. <laughs> it is, there's, uh, it's cleaner inside than my house is right now. It just is missing a wall. Yeah. It's just the only thing that's wrong with it. Uh, but it has her moving. Uh, best wishes to Linda. Yeah. And everyone else who had some uh, damage with the storm over the weekend. And you hate to see it end like this for Linda because she obviously loves that home, right? 28 years. She tried to make it work after two storms. This one forcing it out could not have been an easy decision. And I'm, I'm sure it's a bit emotional to finally have to say goodbye to the place that you've lived for almost three decades. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it was rough. It was, it's a, it was a windy Saturday. Had you a couple times. I didn't really see any. We were out Saturday night, and I saw it. Uh, the Sabres game was on. Yes. And the power was fine, but the game kept flickering uh, in and out, which, you know, was fine. No one was really paying attention. It was a Sabres game. Our producer was at the game. I'm surprised he, uh, he went through the wind to get down there to watch the Sabres lose. He was um, barely. Yeah. Barely. Both uh, they, games this weekend were barely losses. They were hanging on, uh, but yeah, that was flickering in and out, so you kind of uh, got the idea. Yeah, it's still pretty windy out there. Still have to watch out for I mean, the debris on the road. Wow. And then all the uh, sticks that I cleaned up yesterday morning, I, I, there was quite a few of them out there that I had to uh, watch out for and uh, grab, but you know, nothing compared to some of the damage that everyone else saw. I saw Aaron Minkowski. He posted a picture of a tree that went down on top of a trampoline. Oh, it's always something with a trampoline. I know. Hopefully no one was bouncing on the trampoline during the windstorm. Probably I, a bad time. I'm pretty sure they weren't. Uh, but the tree uh, went down, and uh, the chimney was another one I could not believe. That was around the corner from me, just uh, toppled all the bricks now in the driveway there. Well, what was the picture I was waiting for? I was waiting for a picture of a trampoline stuck in the electric wires, a trampoline eight yeah, yards blown over. away. Yeah. That usually happens. No videos of that so far from no, uh, Saturday. No um, you know, big Santas, blow-up Santas or anything like that that I found blustering out in the wind. No, but you know, I, I had to run an errand yesterday, and I saw someone putting their inflatable uh, decorations back up. Like, eh. you know, after what we saw this morning, maybe wait another day. I thought last night was still a little too windy to put those last back night up. got pretty windy. Yeah, uh, after the bill, I'm letting the dogs out last night, and it was uh, still gusty. And then this morning, walking out there, you know, if you hear it rattling around, you feel it when you step outside. It was still a lot. I. I, still, again, I just I can't bring myself to bring uh, buy a blow up thing when you know you're dealing with Western New York weather. Yeah, no, lights are fine, and this is coming from me, Mister Christmas. <laughs> Mister Christmas, <laughs> just not that type of Christmas. I forget what I said uh, when we signed off on Friday. What my prediction was for the Bills game. You said they if it was high scoring, the Bills would win. If it was low scoring, mm. Tampa would win. I was close. You were. I was pretty close. Yeah. Um, what was the final score? Thirty. 30- 
33-27. Yeah. You said the Bills would win 34-27. Oh. So I was really close. You were close, yeah. It would have been, uh, you know, an extra point away from the uh, score being the right thing. But, man, a uh, tough way to go down. And if you missed it, we talked with Sal Capaccio earlier this morning about the game and how crazy. I, aside from that one game against Indianapolis, all these losses have been, you know, like one play here or there. Yeah. It's I think it's, one play games. it's why you still have faith. You look at a lot of the other teams, I mean, they have stretches of like two, three games where they just look awful. Right. Um, you know, for us, all these, I mean, the Jacksonville game was pretty awful. He didn't score a touchdown against the worst team in the league, but. But they came back strong the game after that. But you, you look at these losses the Bills have, I think that's why a lot of people are still believing in the yeah. team that, I mean, it's not, it could be much worse. And you know what? Without winning on Sunday, they did have a good week in the standings. Things did go their way. And they're still in the playoffs. For now. For now. (laughs) On to Carolina. Like Bill Belichick says, on to Carolina. Let's uh, get that win on Sunday. Well, uh, thanks for hanging out with us here. We'll be back tomorrow with BMAS and Beamer. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.